Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means the boys are at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Oh, my God, I love this place. I am Fred Slow alongside me here at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Van Nunley, Van, how are you? Oh, my God, just like probably an 11. Okay, that's too high. It's out of 40, though. It's Today's a Wednesday. <laughs> it's a little windblow. It's a windy day. It's, uh, the Not s- a fan. The sun is out, but so it brought the weather with it. Robert, how's the studio? Take your time, Robert. It's Whatever. great just missing you guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, buddy. Robert's over there like jamming the button. Like, yeah. What's going on with it? Uh, we, you, you, uh, actually, we'll be, you knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah, duh, of course. We'll be here at the New Mexico Opinion on Coffee till 6 o'clock. The show will continue till 7 o'clock tonight. We're very excited about that. A lot going on in the world of sports, specifically the world of the NFL and the NBA. So we will have that and so much more alongside baseball talk. The New Mexico Highlands Cowgirls are playing at Las Cruces tonight, Van. They're taking on the Aggies, so we'll see how that basketball game goes tonight. We'll give you updates on that throughout. We had a fun sit-down this afternoon, Robert, on the Going Oppo podcast with Ryan LaVarnway. And a pretty good little episode, so we'll put that out tonight, Van. You had any takeaways from the Going Oppo today? Well, I mean, it was really hard for me to focus and be a professional, be an objective member of the press as we got to talk to World Series champion Ryan Stanek. Yeah, that was nice. He, he, he stopped in, former teammate of Ryan LaVarnway with the Miami Marlins, and came in and kind of talked about everything post the World Series, talked about the celebration and, and the parade and kind of all those things that are associated with that. So uh, maybe we'll make an effort to get that on the airwaves here in Albuquerque before the end of the week. But definitely you can get that at goingapplepodcast.com. That is available to you right now. Go and see that. If you want to see us in person, come down to New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're here at Pinion Coffee. We're at the 4th Street. It's the intersection of 4th and is it Douglas MacArthur? Is that what Yeah, it is? it's totally. That's totally what intersection means. That's exactly where we are. So we're at there, and that's going to be a fun little afternoon here as we're taking donations. We're going for high-priority items for Locker 505 today, socks and underwear. Wears is the item today. Okay, well, off. let's clarify, yep. like we always need to do, mm-hmm. new socks and undies only. Correct. In the package, unopened only. So that will be good. We will be here all day long. If you come by and bring that, we will um, well, we'll be appreciative, but also you'll get 10% off your purchase. And keep in mind that like those Christmas gift packs and everything is out available already at New Mexico Opinion Coffee. So you can come and uh, well, not just not just hang out with your boys, not just help some kids, not just get a tasty beverage, but I mean, you can handle your stocking stuffers as well. Yeah, and if you come make a donation, why will we are here in the building, which will be to 6 o'clock today, is that accurate? 6 o'clock today. Until 6 correct. o'clock today. Come here in person. I'll give you a bag of coffee. Oh, okay. I'll just give you a bag just of giving coffee. giving it away. Just that's, giving it away. That's the deal that I want to be giving out. I'm going to red hot chili peppers this You're thing. giving away coffee like the Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts are giving away jobs. It's pretty sweet. Oh. <laughs> first, one, first come, first serve. Sweet. I need to send them my resume, which is a Did, blank email. Right. It's just, <laughs> it's just your phone number. It says text me. 
What up? <laughs> is, is your name ending in the day of the week? Boy, this, do I have the job yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh, I, I am a human being. That's did, it. Did That's Peyton, all it takes. Did Peyton Manning used to touch your butt? Did, Boy, do I have the job for you. That's an interesting viewpoint to that one. I, he was a center. Didn't necessarily. Didn't, yeah. Didn't really. I didn't mean it that didn't way. Didn't necessarily think or know. That Get your mind out of the gutter, the, Fred Slow. Good Lord. Are you talking about Peyton Manning who hosts the best comedy uh, sitcom on television, the Manning cast? Yeah, same guy. Mm-hmm. I don't watch TV anymore. I'm like old man slow. Like to me, like comedy peaked with Cheers. The 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 Manning cast. I got a little bit of an echo, Rob. Gotcha. The Manning cast is as funny as anything on TV, and it doesn't deserve to be. It's not supposed to be that funny. I don't think but it's it supposed is. to. Do they have, they have to have writers, right? Oh, you know they do. Yes. Band. Oh, they got a whole team of writers. Yeah, they have to have a team. I'd rather have that job than the Colts job. Writing for the Manning cast? Yeah. So as you're coming in and out of a break, if you're the Manning brothers, they're handing you stuff during the commercial, right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't really looked they're at the cadence. Q, Q card guy back there, right? I, I, yeah, I guess I don't know what the production is behind what looks to be home studios. I guess I was thinking it was relatively simplistic and then a production like in New York somewhere. But that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, there's definitely someone there opposite camera so where Peyton doesn't have to sit down and, like, put on his own lapel mic. Oh, I'm sure they have a team. It's ESPN. It's the Mannings. He hosts the ESPYs. You think that they're not going to pull out all the stops for his show? Of course they are. I think maybe I'm a little – like, now that I'm exploring the thought, because I had not explored the thought on the Manning cast yet, but it's – it to me is like that defier where like if you have the audience that's like hey i just hate joe buck or whatever which by the way people don't hate joe buck i saw the world series numbers joe buck's not there no one's watching the world series yeah that's totally why but yeah this is like a good alternative i think for like viewer to where it's like hey i don't have to hear you know troy aikman whatever 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 although i do feel like people who like make those statements of opposition they kind of have statements of opposition against everything well, I mean, the Manning stole my idea, by the way. Let's let's get this out there, that that was my idea for a program. I wanted to do this years and years ago. Basically, what I think should happen to every single football game is you should have an option for an alternate broadcast, probably with me and cuss words. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm hearing you, but, like, the original idea is not even you. It's not even the Manning. It was the Scalar brothers. The Scalar brothers tried to do it years ago, and if you're not familiar with them, they're insanely talented, a couple twins. And they would do a very similar thing on um, ESPNU. They had, like, a thing where it was them, and they would just, like, cut it up during games, or, like, simulcast. Yeah. And I guess them being brothers is, like, an advantage. But, well, the Mannings are brothers. Yeah, it's literally the exact same formula. The only brothers. All right, so on the list of brothers, twins is number one. Hmm. And then Irish is number two. Well, those are Irish twins, not Irish brothers. Also twins. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's the same. It's the same. So if you have twins, number one, Irish twins, number two, one yearsies after that. And then. Eskimo. Then the Jack Morris and Kirby (laughs) Puckett twins. What are, Wait, what like, is that? 
That's ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, ninety two, ninety three. Oh, okay. Twins. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Very good twins. I, I was I was way off. Yeah, the best we, I forgot we were talking sports. My bad, fellas. No, no, no. You were thinking Devito <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Schwarz, yeah. yeah, I was. We, I really was. It's not the same at all. <laughs> if they did the football one. By the way, I got mansplained that Twins is not the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. No. I've been saying that incorrectly for years now. Really? Yeah. No, that's not. No. That's not the movie at all where he gets pregnant. No. 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 But it's also with Danny DeVito. Well, I think they were The Rock and Kevin Hart before The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. DeVito and Rock are the uh, Kevin Hart are the exact same size. Danny DeVito they're and Kevin Hart are the exact same five. I, yeah, four, I agree. seven. And four. The Rock is much bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger, but at the time, because Arnold Schwarzenegger st- like stood so unique. And then the rest of society was was smaller back then too. So yeah, he w- he looked way bigger than what he was. Because also, like, have you seen Arnold Schwarzenegger next like Wilt Chamberlain? Yes. Like he's very little. He's small sure. next to Shaq. Well, I don't think they did a movie together, but. He did a movie with Will Chamberlain. Schwarzenegger did a movie with Will Chamberlain? Conan. Conan. It was like one a very greatest, famous movie. One of the greatest movies ever, Van. Like all time. I was never a big Conan guy. Oh. Well, we, we can tell. And also, oh. there's not a lot to be big about. There's only two movies. All yeah. the, and then The Rock redid Conan. This is all making sense now. No, he didn't. Well, it was a guy who kind of looked like The Rock. <laughs> Who redid Conan? It was it was done like five years ago. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it was it was horrible. Obviously, I'm not a big Conan guy. Let's get that out there. Obviously, Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was horrible. He's like a better looking rock. It was no. horrible. It was that bad. Yes, that's why. I never, I, that's why I didn't uh, even hear about it. Yeah, I've never even seen it really. But yeah, anyways, the point I'm trying to get to on this whole thing is, is full circle here. Is if you're going to like create a Manning cast and you it's you're trying to tune in for football insight, it's just not there. It's just them throwing one liners. That's the whole point I'm trying to get to. There's al- almost no football talk. There's very little football talk. Yeah. And like the football talk there is, I think because I think I'm like a conscious football fan, but I'm not inside football enough to be like, oh, I know that reference. Like if they start talking about like gaps, mm. if they start talking about like lanes yeah. and mm. routes. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, hey, Eli, you used to love the cover two man stretch. Yeah, what? nobody will watch that. Nobody. When <laughs> no. also, it's like, like when people talk football, it's like reading dialogue from Star Trek, where they're just like, like, oh, a quantum uh, uh, thrusting igniters, and you're like, those, those three things aren't words. The what? Yeah, those. Why did you guys put that into a sentence? But then, like, Star Trek fan base is like, oh no, that totally makes sense. They're talking about the spaceship or the guns or whatever. I, I want to hear stuff like, hey, hey Marshawn, uh, how many Skittles are you think are in like a regular bag of Skittles? That's a good bet. Like yeah. 37? Yeah. 37 Skittles? He said, I wore 24 for a reason because that's how many there is. <laughs> Two dozen. Two dozen of them. We're live in New Mexico, Pino Coffee. Come hang out with your boys up until 6 o'clock. We're taking donations for Locker 505. High necessity items is what we're asking for today. That is Brand new in the package, socks and underwear is for kids. You'll receive 10% off your purchase in the Mexico Coffee. You also share a social media post. You'll receive 25% off your purchase. Also, we're giving away bags of coffee. So only while we're here, though. Only while we're here. Only while we're here. Program goes to 7 night. We're also on Pro View. Big thank you 
to Adrian over there who's making the program go around. It will be on Comcast channels. Channel 26 up until 6 o'clock this evening as well. we got a couple guests in and out today. More NFL talk, NBA talk. Brittany Griner's in the news. we got to talk about the Lakers. The Nets have a new head coach. Uh, just kind of a lot going on. Also, like, and I went and I got, this was, like, weird to me. I went and got my floaties yesterday because I heard there was a red wave coming. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Red tsunami. tsunami. Red tsunami. Yeah. yeah, and then it was downgraded to a wave. And then downgraded to, I won't say. It got downgraded to a sneeze on a window that I had to go to Mr. Car Wash to get cleaned off. Like, that's <laughs> mm. that's what it ended up being. What are you talking about? What happened yesterday? Not a lot, actually. No. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what it is. The story is not a lot happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. The, it was like Taco Tuesday or something. Were we talking tacos? What happened yesterday? I know yesterday Mark Ronchetti texts KRQE, and they text back, new phone, who dis? Ooh. <laughs> ah. We're tuning on live from New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We'll be here until 6 o'clock tonight. We're powered by John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. We start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Tomorrow, your boys are going to 66 Diner for a little lunch. Come That's hang out exciting. with us. That'll be good. We're going to be there at, uh, when the doors open. So we'll be there at 11. Speaking of the doors opening, Mondays now. 66 Diner is open every day of the week, man. So what you a get, bonus. Yeah, you can get down there. and I don't know if it was – Post-COVID, I don't know if it was staffing. I don't know if it was uh, – I, I don't know. Got but, a case of the Mondays. Yeah, but it's there every day now. So check out 66 Diner right there at the intersection of Central and the Highway. And it's uh, it's like my favorite place. It's like my favorite food. It's like everything that's perfect about like cafe and diner food. It's perfect, literally perfect in every single way. Also, New Mexico's Bach is a proud partner of the program. Howie Sports page every Monday night. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Sports animal. All right, so I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. You don't say. Josh Allen has, quote, a tiny tear in his elbow. Mm -hmm. UCL, the worst one. Which one is that? That's the Tommy John ligament, ulnar collateral ligament. That's the worst thing you could do to your elbow. I guess I'm a little confused. I thought Tommy John was when they added an extra ligament, like, in your elbow. They repair the UCL. A UCL tear is the reason for having Tommy John surgery. You could have a sprain, and what a sprain is is a partial tear. Sprain just sounds like you pulled it, you twisted it, but actually it's a partial tear. So that's Ouch. what he did. Ouch. And in the case and in the case of major league baseball pitchers, when you have a UCL sprain, you immediately stop throwing and let it heal. It looks like they're gonna let Josh Allen play through it, which in my opinion, also, much like you, not a doctor. So alright, so I'm kinda looking at it. So with Tommy John, you get a ligament from a cadaver. And they go in and put it in you. But it's not even in the same place as this UCL. It's like adjacent to it. No, it's exactly the UCL. A UCL tear is the reason you need Tommy John surgery. Hmm. I would not make that up. That would be very weird. They're acting like this is nothing, though. Well, for Bill's Mafia, that's what they're acting like. They want everyone to freak out and realize that they're going to be garbage for a year and a half, 
because their all-world quarterback has to sit out for 18 months. Does it have two parts? I guess, like, is there a top part and a bottom part? And maybe that determines if you can continue to play or not? Because kind of the one I'm reading is like, hey, you can't make it any worse, like, which is probably not true. That's not true at all. Partial UCL tears, you're supposed to immediately stop throwing and let it um, grow back, let it reconnect on its own. If it's a complete tear, that's when you need Tommy John surgery. Okay, so there's three main parts to a UCL. So there's an anterior, a posterior, and an oblique. And it has – so that's how they come together. And apparently – and I don't know which part is, is a ripped, but when there's so much, I just – I can't imagine that it's got to be that severe, right? If he says he can go and the team says he can go, there's a lot going on in that elbow. Like, you should be fine, question mark? <laughs> yeah, I don't – I <laughs> Again, back to neither of us being doctors. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the worst thing that could happen to Josh Allen's elbow. Really? It's a UCL tear. Yes. Besides, like, literally getting it severed mm-hmm. <laughs> in a freak machinery accident or whatever. But as far as, like, playing the game and throwing a football, this is awful. This is very bad news. You're supposed to stop throwing immediately if you have a partial UCL tear. And it looks like they're going to make him play, make air quotes, make him play through it oh. and just hope it doesn't get worse. This, is, this might be worse than two of them, right? I mean, it doesn't look good, boys. If, oh. he, if, he, if he rips it all, if he continues to play and he rips all the way through it, that is 12 to 18 months Ooh. out. Oh, I don't like that. That's two seasons. That's it, two playoffs worth so of So 18 months seems a little long to me because I feel like guys get Tommy John now and they're back like later in the year. No, um, a year is the earliest. Wow. 18 months is pretty standard for Tommy John. So I have a question. Who's had this in football? I've never heard of this in football at all. Do we have a precedent for this? I have no reference yeah. for this happening in football whatsoever. So it has – all right, so – to my understanding with Tommy John, it'll make your arm better after you get it, right? Like, that's kind of like the – I don't know if that's factual or placebo or whatever. But you get Tommy John, you're like, oh, you can throw harder. You can do whatever. Um, you're basing your scientific references off of rookie of the year's Kevin Rowengarner, and um, that's not accurate. It's not accurate. No. You don't get more – you don't get more oomph. Sometimes you come back with the same uh, velocity, the same strength. And every once in a while, you can come back with a little more velocity. But usually, at best, you want to be back to the where you were before. And oh. usually, you lose a tiny bit. Okay, so I'm looking at right now the surgery to fix this thing. So they go in. They don't repair it, man. They cut it out. That is correct. Mm. And then yeah. they put holes into you. Correct. And then, and then figure eight. Like a cadaver tendon. Correct. Inside of you. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, that's the – you're looking you're – basically, you're looking at Tommy John surgery. That's what the inside of my left knee looks like. Well, here's the thing. I that, just got a bunch of dead people's tendons connected and holding my left knee together. What is the point of taking the old one out? Can't you just tie the new one around it? Well, it's more stable. I mean, that's why you get um, the commonly misheld notion – that it makes your arm stronger, 
because it you take it in instead of connecting where the UCL naturally connects from um, what it's is higher it, up now. Yeah, yeah. So now it's 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 longer and theoretically stronger. So you got more snap, is what I'm hearing. You'll be able to snap the ball a little bit better. And it's going to set a precedent, right, to where everyone's going to get it because he's going to come out with more velocity, which is not necessarily and, always and, best in and football. Few, in some cases, yeah, in very few cases. Usually best-case scenario is you're back to normal. All right, so moving forward in football, this will be called the Josh Allen surgery. I think it's still it's still Tommy John. Oh, <laughs> it's still the same surgery. Vernon, the show Vernon joining us, who may or may not have been a recipient of a Tommy John surgery. Vernon, how are you? Good man, how you doing? Doing good, brother. Good, good. Vernon K, what up? What up, what up, fellas? So, I mean, I know it's this is a freak thing with football, but you guys know my baseball background. Tommy John right. is one of the hardest injuries to come back from. It's worse than an ACL. It's worse than I ruptured my Achilles. It's probably worse than that. Whoa. It's a way longer recovery. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back and play through that because you can make it worse. I've had several college teammates that have had Tommy John, and it's it's not an easy surgery to come back from. Vernon, wow. let me apologize. I didn't get the appropriate intro for you, Vernon K, host of Chopping It Up with Vernon K on the weekend. So, but – you're talking, Vernon, like it's like a serious thing, but I just read it's a tiny tear. That's like basically nothing. Okay, but even if it is a tiny tear, you can make it worse. That's why um, I know Van was mentioning when you get diagnosed with that, they got to shut you down right away. That's what's supposed to happen. And I mean, he can treat it and get all the treatment he wants, but eventually that tear is going to get bigger. And I mean, once it completely tears, he's going to be. He's looking at, you know, 18 to 20 months. And, yes, you're right, uh, Fred, you can come back stronger, but it is a lot of work to get back to where you're at and to get back throwing harder. Wow. Does it change mechanics, though, like as a pitcher? Like are you the exact same mechanics, Vernon, or is it – are you instead of maybe like an over-the-top guy, you're like a three-quarters guy now, do you have like a, a reason to do that, or should it all be mended completely? Um, it, it's tough, man. For I would say for power pitchers, based off of what I've seen having teammates, you know, in the past that have gone through that, you stick with the same mechanics um, because the mental side of it is already hard enough. You know, you look at guys like Justin Verlander, you know, who just won a World Series. He, you know, he was out, what, 16, 17 months, and he's a power pitcher. He didn't necessarily change second, his mechanics, his but one. you have to change how you pitch mentally, if that makes sense. So, man, when you say second, does that mean it doesn't often always work or does it not often usually work? Like, how does it? No, I, there's a lot of pitchers um, who's had multiple because they always don't take yeah. completely. Ouch. Like Justin Verlander, when he missed last year, that was his second Tommy John surgery. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, I mean, Rob knows, uh, Buck D knows, one of my buddies um, that plays for the Dodgers, he had it when we were playing uh, – you know, in the minors together, and, I mean, he even got shut down when I went up there to watch him literally that day because he had some inflammation in his elbow. They shut him down for about two months before they brought him back. I mean, and so, and that was just inflammation. That's a, a slight tear inflammation. It's kind of the same thing. But, like I said, I mean, I know doctors say that he can't make it worse, but he, he will eventually make that worse, and it's going to be a longer recovery. 
So are we going to see like a culture shift in boys where it's like Archie Manning is going to play three years at Texas and then take one year to get Tommy John surgery before the next level? Because that's not so dissimilar from what baseball does. Well, here's the difference in between the quarterback throwing a football and a pitcher throwing a football. Baseball pitchers using the UCL as leverage. You're using your elbow as leverage when you're moving your arm forward. The the quarterback throw, you, you use the UCL just as uh, stability. Because when your arm moves forward, you're not putting as much pressure on a UCL as when you're throwing a baseball because you're leaning back further. You're moving your hand. Your elbow comes forward before the baseball. And with football, you're about even. So that's why it's so rare for an NFL quarterback, and it happens so often in baseball. And it looks like there's not another yeah. option outside of this Tommy John approach, right? So there's not you can't just go in and like super glue it where no. it's at, because or whatever medicine super glue is. You guys know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> there's not like a like a temporary <laughs> fix to where it's like, hey, I'm through the rest of the year, Tommy John, the day after I lose in the playoffs. But you see like partial tears like Josh Allen has. Uh, like Masahiro Tanaka from the Yankees, he had a partial UCL tear. They sat him, and since he took a break from his partial UCL tear, it healed on its own, and he never needed Tommy John surgery. That's the exception, not the rule. Usually any UCL tear, you immediately go under a knife. 18 months later, you hope you're back to normal. Well, if he leaves right now for this surgery, and Vernon, you can weigh in on this, he'll be back by the playoffs next year. So that's the move. Like, that's that's what you do. And you hope Case Keenum can carry you throughout the rest of the year and then, I guess, play next year? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that's your option. I just – he's too young of a quarterback, and that's your future if you're Buffalo. And if there's any chance I'm, – I'm talking 2% chance. I don't – way too young. You just pay – or you're – what? They just paid him, right? Or he's about to get paid. I mean, right. you can't take that kind of a chance on that kind of quarterback at that age. I mean, you're going to damage his career. You can at that point. Ooh, man. Well, it sucks for Buffalo fans. Also, I've seen Case Keenum play. He's not good. <laughs> All I'm going to say is uh, the Chargers have entered the chat, baby. That's <laughs> oh, well, okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait a second. Uh-oh, you mean come. to tell me the Chargers that my Jaguars, my terrible Jaguars beat? <laughs> Yeah, y'all beat uh, us. Why are you bringing up old stuff? That's, 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 that's from week hey, ago. Vernon, so our Jaguars, who put some respect on Sunshine's name, that's my dude. Our oh. Jaguars, Vernon, uh, they have seven, excuse me, six losses by one score. That's like seven big plays away from them leading all of the NFL in wins. Like, that's how close, that's how much parity is in the NFL when we talk trash about how bad the Jaguars are, but they're one score away every friggin' ba- game from being the best team in the AFC. Hey, one last you know culture what? question. I, for I, Kate. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Vernon. Um, I mean, just real quick, I don't want to make it about my Jags, but I will say this, Howard. and Rob will probably agree with me, <laughs> the, it's the culture change. We yeah. had to clean house from top to bottom, and those guys sure. have to learn how to win. They have to, I mean, yeah. and they're learning that. I mean, it's the first year with Doug P. But, I mean, I think what the issue was is they're used to losing. And if you look at our team from last year, if we are down 17, like with the Raiders, we would have got blown out by 40 points. We would have just given up. 
My last culture question, then, if, if that's where we're going with this conversation wrapped up with the Bills, is this doesn't seem like a very Bills move to downplay the injury to Josh Allen. I don't think I've recognized the Bills as a team that lies to their fan base or lies to their supporters. And this kind of feels like a lie yeah. to say that it's no big deal. So let me ask you this, guys, really quick. Are they buying time to try to find, um, you know, another guy to come in? Because I think that's what they're doing is trying to buy time with the fans. We're past the deadline. There's just no yeah, – outside of Colin Kaepernick, who is there? Yeah. yeah. I, There's no one. I'd, yeah. rather, I'd rather them yeah. have been up front because McDermott is basically saying, I'm not talking about it. And I don't know yeah. if this is because are they trying to listen to the player? Because we know Josh Allen don't want to sit down. Are they trying to listen to him, or are they, are they just not trying to listen to the doctors? I think you got to tell him to shut up, though, right? Yeah. The player, the player always I mean, says that they're okay. The player always yep. says, I'm ready to go back in. The player always says it's not as bad as it looks. you got to listen to the doctor. And this Burning goes back the to that, that tough, tough guy mentality that you guys were talking about a couple weeks ago. And like I just mentioned with you guys – you you have to step in. That's your franchise quarterback, and he's way too young to make that decision on his own. And somebody, you know, front office has got to step in and say, hey, Josh, let's get the surgery. Let's get you back to where you were. It's going to suck, but you know what? We're not going to ruin your career right now. You're too young to take that chance. Hey, fun fact, even with the torn UCL, he had the furthest thrown pass in all the NFL last week. Probably the play he tore it on. <laughs> no, because no, he, he tore it on that very last play. So, yeah, yeah. that's what they're going to be missing out on. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Vernon, you're the best. Chopping up with Vern K. Every Saturday morning, catch that 9 to 11 right here on the Sports Animal Absolute Banger of a program. High school football go the way you thought it would, Vernon? Oh, yeah. All my predictions are correct, and we'll talk about it on Saturday morning. There you go. I mean, best in the business, really. Nice. When we'll we back, more from New Mexico Opinion on Coffee. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, here we go. So there's a brand new head basketball coach in Brooklyn, boys. This happened today, happened this morning. Jacques Vaughn. I don't know who this is. What? This is dumb. This is dumb, and I'll tell you why. What? This is dumb. All they did was promote the assistant. The same guy who's been sitting through this dumpster fire the whole time and has done nothing to help. They gave him the keys to the Porsche. And they need a serious change of leadership there in Brooklyn. And they're just like, Meh, we'll give it to the guy who was here the whole time during this dumpster fire. Is that a Porsche, though? It's really not. <laughs> it's I mean, really not. You got three all-stars. It's supposed to be. Yeah. They weren't all head cases. So, Jock Vaughn, uh, he used he was the point guard in Kansas. Um, I didn't even know he was on their coaching staff. I don't know what happened to them hiring the former – well, not the former, but the current – Celtics coach, I don't know what happened to that, but I understand why they didn't pull that trigger because they're already in the news for some crazy stuff. No, they didn't pull the trigger because Adam Silver said no. Is that what it is? <laughs> like, what else could it be, right? Like, You're supposed to be suspended for a year. You can't just go to another team. Yeah. 
Like, no. No, you're not like a healthy individual. We cannot put you into this circumstance because what will happen is you'll get some weird scandal or we'll be 20 years down the road and there'll be like a tell-all book. Like, the, the NBA is not messing with that. Like, they're not messing with that at all. Hey, oh. you're, gra- you're grounded. Can I go to Steve's house? <laughs> no, you can't go to Steve's house. You're grounded. So you think um, Jock Vaughn is the filler until that's over? Because I, I looked him up. Probably. He used to – I didn't know this. He was the, the Orlando Magic coach from 2012 to 2015 with a 58-158 and record. So he doesn't – it's not like he's been successful. And he comes from uh, Popovich's coaching tree. So, I mean, right. he, know, he knows he's a passable – at least decent NBA coach, but why would you promote the guy who was standing there the whole time? He was just smoldering the flames of this perpetual Brooklyn Nets dumpster fire. Instead of bringing in well, some fresh blood, somebody new with new ideas and new strategies, they're just like, we'll just stay the same. Do you think maybe no one wanted to mess with them, though? Like, Do that, you think when they yeah. were out and they were like, Hey, we're not going to give you any sort of multi-year deal. We're just going to plug you in until the end of the year, and sorry. Because, like, that would keep a lot of, like, people with actual accreditation away. And maybe this – what's what's our cat's name? Udoka? Yes. Maybe, maybe Boston's going to bring him back, and we were all super wrong on this thing the whole time, and they don't want to screw up that thing. I mean, there's, there could be a lot of, like – and they're all money reasons – why we're going the way of the only Kansas point guard in the history that never played in the NBA. I, I think the biggest reasons are they don't want to deal with the big three in Brooklyn. What coach in their right mind would be like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's take this on. How about let's take on a guy who sends himself compliments on Twitter or the guy who believes in flat earth and – uh, is anti-Semitic, or the guy with the biggest case of yips in the history of the NBA. Which one do you want? Hmm. I, I talk a lot about, like, professions and how people get into them and how, like, I'll use radio as an example. There's only two types of people on radio, people who really want to do radio and the people who get asked to do radio. <laughs> it's the same thing with the head coaching job of the Brooklyn Nets. Like, you either really have to want that job to a level of, like, hearing your own voice on air is more important to you than everything that surrounds it, or you get asked to do it. And that's what this feels like to me. Like, hey, Vaughn, you're the HC or you're no C at all. Unless you guys are seeing it different, I think this is probably a backed into the corner kind of circumstance. Yeah, where's Kerry Kittles at right now? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go to college? Villanova. How do you know that? That's when I was a big also, time look- college basketball fan. I wouldn't want this job. I would like the paycheck involved, but I don't want this job. This is the worst job in the NBA, right? N- no. no. The worst job in the NBA is the front office at the Boston Celtics because now Udoka is not gone and they have to make a decision on their own. I'd still rather have that job. Yeah? Yeah. Just to hear Kyrie Irving talk every day, God, that would drive me insane. God, just everything he says, you just grit your teeth. Robert, what's the worst job in the NBA? Ooh, I was going to say Lakers front office. 
because they really want to get rid of Westbrook, but nobody wants to take him. Kind of same thing with Kyrie, but different reasons. The worst job performance in the NBA is any L.A. Laker that tries to shoot a three-pointer. <laughs> no, actually, the worst is oh. LeBron. He's the worst three-point shooter in the league. 22%. Shooting 22%. I got the worst job in the NBA. Zion's personal chef. No, you get every day off. <laughs> it's a sweet job. Nah, he's in, he's in he's shape now. Yeah, he's in shape now. But Yeah, you perpetually tell him no like 20 times a day. Just like spraying him with a water bottle like a cat, yeah. climbing up the curtains. Uh-huh. Oh, I got the worst job. The worst <laughs> job in the NBA. He's yep. got a, here it is. Yep. Steph Curry's ball boy. He doesn't do nothing. He doesn't have to run after <laughs> no, balls. It's boring. It's boring. Just kick rebounds. He's there. Stands underneath the basket and just kicks rebounds. Just say good shot. Good shot. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ki- like like a caddy for Tiger Woods. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. Good looking out. Got a special guest whenever we get back. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Kim Kirshen's joining us. A little Ice Wolves talk. Kim, how are you? I am well. How are you? Good. How's your new partnership with the Ice Wolves? Oh, it's so awesome. They are so much fun. They're pretty cool. They are. Matter of fact, some of the guys are coming tomorrow to do some sorting. What? At the clothing bank. Yeah. Oh. They're coming out, and we're going to have them doing some sorting and uh, teach them, you know, style if they don't already know it. Robert, yeah, go down nice. there. Help them. Robert, go down there. Robert, go down there. Yeah, help Robert, come by. Work. Put them boys to work. Yeah. Robert, Robert, help these uh, Eastern European hockey players understand style. What is this pile? This, yeah, yeah. this is under, yeah. underwear. This would be good for war. <laughs> Where do I put the bear skin? There you go. So what? Is, so what? You what, are you really going to put them all in like a room? How many are coming? 10, 20, 30? I, I think around ten. Okay. are coming tomorrow. I think they're going to split up and come different weeks and stuff. I think we have Aww. five to ten tomorrow. Um, one of the teams is out of town, so we get the team that's in town. Oh, okay. And so um, they're going to come tomorrow around 10, and we're going to put them to work. Like a Henry Ford assembly line? Basically. Oh, my gosh. So they'll get a bag of clothes, and they have to look at every piece, make sure it's, is it clean? Is it, does it have stains? Is it torn? Is it, does it have a lot of wear and tear? Um, is it in style? You know, all those things that we have to check for. Before we, you should bring Robert so that he can just stand in the corner, and whenever they're confused, they say, "Is this in style?" And Robert does the gladiator thumbs up or thumbs down <laughs> from the distance. I like that, Robert. You keep saying you're going to come by. I did. I'm come. I, I came by, and you weren't there. So, it's <gasps> <boom>. <laughs> oh, okay. How come nobody told me? <laughs> I did. Kim Kirshen, a locker five hundred five, <laughs> locker five hundred five, joining us. We're in New Mexico. Penny on coffee with her because of her, as they are taking your donation of high priority items, including unopened socks and underwears for the kids. Socktober just wrapped at the fire department. Kim, how was Socktober? What was the turnout? Yeah, uh, it's it was. Good, not as good as last year, unfortunately. Oh, yeah? It was a little low this year. So, um, but you because know, of we, the red wave, maybe did the red wave <laughs> stop it? I I don't know. We picked up most of it before the red wave hit. Oh, um, good. he's good, got good, time. Good, good. It still isn't but, hit. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, well, before we watched for the red wave, yeah, I guess okay. I should yeah, say. I guess fine. I yeah. should say. Um, but anyway, uh, not as good as last year, um, but. Still, we're happy with, you know, what we received and stuff. Um, really, really need underwear right now. Mm-hmm. Boys, men's, girls, 
ladies, um, obviously, again, we talk about this every time, new. New. Yeah. Mm. Uh, unopened. Unopened in the wrapper. Um, and, of course, you can drop it off at any New Mexico Pinion and get 10% off, um, of course. And uh, also at our place. You don't get 10% off coffee at our place. Sorry. So... You know, or just do it out of the kindness of your heart. Well, I mean, and we, help we, kids and drop it off at five oh five. Well, absolutely, and we will thank you profusely and give you a receipt if you'd like one, um, and be very thankful. But we don't have the coffee, unfortunately. But all these donations are tax write-offs. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. So we give you a receipt um, anytime you want one. Um, so you know, if you want to bring some new underwear and some gently used clothes, um, we'll use that. Sweats. Sweats are a big thing now since the kids. During the pandemic, they got way too comfortable during the <laughs> pandemic. Robert is currently wearing sweats. Is he? I'm not surprised. Uh, we, yep. don't, we don't I know am. that for sure. I am. Oh, <laughs> neither does Robert, apparently. I have to look down <laughs> to see. Dress, yeah. dress for the job you want. You know. Yeah. That. <laughs> it's radio. Um, so, Robert, when you're done with those, put them in the washer <laughs> and then bring them down, will you please? I got you. Okay. Robert and I wore matching sweatpants on Halloween. They were, how would you describe them, Robert? They actually they were pretty they were nice. No, wait, hold up. They were pretty <laughs> nice for the price that sure. we got them at. I'll say that. Van bought them. How much were they? Is urban camo. I don't. Rem- I don't even remember. Yeah, not a lot. They uh, were very inexpensive. Yeah. Anyways, I wore sweatpants in public on Halloween, and I thought, well, this is weird. This is. Yeah, you know. I felt like people were looking. Well, probably because they're used to you dressing a whole different way. Well, no, it's because they only went down to, like, my mid-shin. They oh. weren't very long. It was kind of like that. Or are you done with them? Because we'll take them. It's actually, yes. You yes, know. he good is. Point. Yeah, He's really done. Good point. I'm never going to wear those again. <laughs> I'm done with mine, Just saying. <laughs> okay, see? See? Van? I'm keeping mine. Oh, dang it. I thought I had three <laughs> pairs come in there for no, a No, of course you could have them. <laughs> if, you, if you have three mannequins, you could dress them all up like the Dudley Boys. Oh, in yes. Front of, oh, we could. That'd be the look. Yes. Well, you know, we already have one with two men on a uh, shirt on it. Are you? So. Is your Christmas stuff out already? Are people going through that? Um, yes, it is. What does that mean? I mean, we have, so we save Christmas stuff all year long for the kids. Yes. Right. So, yes, it is already out. Christmas dresses and T-shirts and sweatpants and all sorts of stuff. It's already out for the kids to select from so they can be ready. You got a Smedium Santa outfit? Because I'm looking. I don't think so, but I can certainly look. We get all sorts. You know, we get tuxes. We get all sorts of fun stuff. Traditionally, I don't think that Smedium is the measurement of Santa. Yeah. Why would you have that? That's why it's so rare. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, because I want one, Robert. No, like I'm saying, a, why would she have that size, though? Santa's not a small dude. It doesn't dude. even she exist. She helps kids. She He's, helps kids. Oh, I'm the same size as a kid. Robert, I'm just <laughs> telling you, you'd be surprised. Remember, we keep to 5X, Robert. Oh, that's right. You're, you're right. Well, right? yes, 5X four Santa toddler. makes sense. Yeah, but, I mean, we keep everything from 4T, 4 toddler, to 5X, so we keep that whole span. What do you do with the 6X? So, just, like, put over your car when it rains? Um... So far, we haven't gotten a kiddo that's 6X, but we have gotten 5X. So it's a big boy. Look, let's talk Santa real quick. It I don't think Santa, <laughs> he's a busy guy. He only lives off of cookies one day a year. He's working. He's putting in work with them elves every other day. He eats reindeer. I think that, <laughs> yes, and it's, it's very fatty. It's very good for you. Um, a, little, a little gamey, but it's really good for you. I don't believe reindeer is fatty. You're thinking of whale. I'm never thinking about whale. That's oh. weird you'd say that. I think 
Santa is more svelte than people give him credit for. That's no. a lot. That's a lot oh, of work no, being don't, Santa. Don't do this. No. Don't what do are you this. doing? He's. Don't do he's, this. I think Santa looks more like me. Don't do no, this. No, he's jolly no. Saint Nick. He's not <laughs> jogging Saint Nick. How do you know? Images, photos. Okay, that's, Tim Allen. You're thinking of American Santa. The correct one. That's fast food Santa. I think the real, the old school European Santa. The Saint like, Nicholas. Yeah, he like chops his own wood. Like he makes his own toys with his bare hands. That's why that I, one looked like yeah. a guy had stormed he's got the capital. He's got a train reindeer. Yeah, we won't let him over here. That's a lot of work. We won't let Robert, him over here. Robert, are you about to say Santa? He doesn't, well, have, he doesn't have Santa his good paperwork. <laughs> he can't come over here. Robert, how different is Black Santa? Is he cool? There ain't no Black Santa. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> ain't no black dude coming down nobody's chimney. <laughs> the cops getting called on Black Santa. <laughs> I saw that one coming. Kim Kershen, thank you so much for taking the time. What is, uh, what's the big up and coming? What's the big to do? Uh, turkey trek. Okay. Turkey next. trek on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, gosh, and you can go to our website. So I'm going to wake up so early. I know. It's going to be awesome. Is it? Yes. It's a blast. It really is. Everything's over by 1030. So, Van, you were out with COVID, but me and Robert are going to show up as a wishbone and be a three-legged race, like hey. like racer, competitor. I got that. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be very funny. It's going to be good. good. Yeah. So, but, yeah, turkey trek on Thanksgiving Day. 9 o'clock in the morning, you can register. Just go to locker505.org. It's right there. Hit a button, and, and you can go right to the registration. Um, it's a lot of fun. Register, as you said before, Fred, register earlier rather than later. Um, and it does benefit Locker 505. We get a portion of all the proceeds. And if you're really not a runner, you can walk. Oh, okay. Mm. So Speaking my language here. Trot, a so, little turkey trot, little turkey. Yeah, you can do you know whatever works for you. And if you just don't want to be out there at all, there is a place just to, if you feel generous, donate to Locker 505 so we can buy some more underwear for kids. Sweet. Kim, you're the best. Thank you. Appreciate when you guys. Whenever we get back, a little bit of baseball talk as Dusty Baker had his contract extended one year with the World Series champion Houston Astros. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I don't know what the negotiations were. I don't know how it went down, but here's what I do now. Dusty Baker and the general manager, James Click, each received one-year contracts for 2023 for the Houston Astros. I got opinions. They go like this. Dusty Baker should have quit. Houston doesn't want Click for some reason. I don't know why. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know who they're eyeballing, who they think's better. He's young. He puts together World Series teams. You should pay him for the next 10 years accordingly. But they have, for some reason, tied his destiny to that of 76-year-old on the way out, should have retired on Sunday, Dusty Baker. I got two opinions on Dusty Baker. Number one, yes, he finally got his World Series title. He's the oldest manager to do it. He should have just rode off in the sunset with his ring. But also, he wants to even up his World Series appearances and get up to 500 with that one Giants loss and his first Astros loss. Maybe. Going to be the one that saves me? Maybe. Did he tie his employment to Click? Did he say, I'm only coming back if? Well, look, Click is irrelevant because Click is riding the coattails of Jeff Lunau. 
the disgraced GM that had to leave already. All these all these players that are coming up, that was all on Jeff Lunhau's watch. Click had nothing to do with that. Mancini. Who did almost mm. nothing except for make one catch. Well, I mean, he made a big one. I'm missing someone else. He brought someone else in at the deadline that did nothing. Christian Vasquez? No. Will Smith? Will Smith. Yeah. yeah, Will Smith did nothing, too. And today they didn't renew either of their contracts. Oh, Mancini so and Smith both gone? Mancini and Smith are both gone. Well, that was part of renewing Click's deal where they were like, hey, don't don't tie your cart to that horse. Those horses are they're old and stupid. And look at their stupid teeth that are old. Uh, when they what? got Christian Vasquez, it's because they didn't get um, William Contreras. They had a deal in place to get William Contreras. They're going to straight trade him straight up for Jose Arquiti, who's a great pitcher on his own. But Dusty Baker had the foresight to know that half of the Astros starting pitchers wanted um, Maldonado, El Machete, as their catcher, and the ego of Contreras wouldn't allow himself to be a part-time player. So Dusty Baker himself went to James Click and said, this is a no-trade. Get us someone else who doesn't mind being a secondary player. Wasn't That there, shows really good foresight. Wasn't there a story out that, that Crane had issues with Click, like, before the World Series and basically said him being I, there hinges on them winning? I think that's very correct. Yeah. Usually you don't re-up a GM for one year. Yeah. You re-up a GM for multiple years and give them – the enough rope to hang themselves you give them no. enough room to build towards the future not just one year yeah Being see, a gm for one year like that's not really part of the job yeah see if i was click i'd bounce okay so you, i was under I would fire bounce. yeah i would yeah. i was under fire depending on me winning the world series we win and you reward me with a year now i'm out and what i would do is i would take the skills that i have and I would go grab, like, a front office job in Oakland, hang out for a year, and then when they go to Vegas, take over as the GM, and then get, like, all of the fun toys and all the fun opportunity and the money. And this is going to sound stupid maybe, but a brand-new office. And I know at this level you're like, Fred, this, but trust me, there's, like, something to that where you're like, hey, I'm the first guy here building a thing, and by the way, everyone who hates me back in Houston, now I can put it on them as well. Yeah, um, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs, Cardinals, Astros. Probably won't get that one. After those, yeah. you want to be on the new Vegas team, you right? You do. The shiny yeah. boy. Yeah. Which could be coming as soon as next year. It could be next year. Could be as soon as next year. I I like that feel a lot because this, to me, is just like an insult. Yeah. It is. That's exactly that's, what it that's is. Why, that's how I see it, too. Because how do you front office justify getting rid of a dude after he wins a series, back-to-back pennants, mm-hmm. I don't – I I get it, but I don't know who the replacement is. Like, who who would Houston be eyeballing if he won the fifth? Got somebody on the, the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> Just yeah. like anybody on the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. That's where everyone else comes from anyways. I'm actually with Dusty Baker coming back, though. A hundred percent. I'm with him coming back. That's a great team. You know, they're, they're, it's not like they're losing players. That The core's there. They got the young. They got the old. And plus, it's basically him saying, I'm trying to catch Cito Gaston. I want to get back-to-back Ooh. as an as a African-American uh, manager. 
So allegedly, I like that take, Robert, but yeah. allegedly, and I don't know who this cat is, Sig Madal, who is apparently like a analytics guru for the Baltimore Orioles, is who Houston was favoring behind the scenes. I've, I've never heard of this cat. I don't know anything about him. You know how people are with that forward-thinking Bill James right. numbers yeah. over names mm-hmm. kind of mentality. Oilers. Hey, and by the way, Baltimore had a good comeback. Like, they did a thing that no one kind of thought they would be doing, right, but right. they're not winning World Series. Nope. Uh, give them a couple years. Baltimore's on the way up. They, they got, got rid of Trey Mancini. They got a great young core. Baltimore's going to be good for a while now. I just don't see why they break that up. That that It makes no sense. No, why not lock that in all the way for as long as you can? It sounds personal. I mean, it sounds like a personal problem. It, it really does. I mean, you give – your roster's already in place, though. You're the World Series champions. You don't really need to, to fidget with that lineup, that roster at all. So Click has basically nothing to do next year. Does Crane do the draft or does Click? Well, Click's supposed to. But yeah. we don't know. Right. Because hmm. that's the part that's interesting to me to where if the agreement is like, hey, you can stick it out and we'll give you this money or whatever, um, and then Crane takes over and does the draft, then he can hand it over after one year's and when the Astros don't win the World Series again to whoever he wants. And it's like there's almost just a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. That's what it feels like to me. It's like your roster is set. You don't need any help. You're not going to go make a big splash. The Astros hardly ever make any like big sexy picks up pickups, anyways. Like Verlander at the trade deadline, that was a big one. But they usually just get team building pieces in the off season, anyways. Click's not going to have. Uh, he's not going to leave his legacy on this next team especially because he's only got one year. The roster's set. Yeah, It's like, here, we'll give you another year contract. We'll reward you for helping us win the World Series. Uh, by the way, you're not coming back after that. They should. So ju- why don't we have to look for property ahead, in Vegas? I was, was going to say, Robert. they should just save money and hire Mattress Mac for one year and then okay, get who they really smart. want. That's what yeah, they should do. smart. Why are we not considering it the insult – to Dusty Baker the way that we are, click. Because the age. Age. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's friggin' age. septuagenarian. Age. How old, how old is Mattress Mac? Can you do both roles? Doesn't need Mattress to. Mattress Mac 78? Doesn't need to. <laughs> he can literally sleep on the job. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine your extension being based off? You can have one year's extension for every World Series you win. Like, what? Yeah, that's, that's super pressure. That's not how this thing works. There are some teams that – how long the Mariners been a team? 45 years? They've never made it one time. And they were, like, almost there this year. That's how crazy this league is. Mm-hmm. The 111 win, Brooklyn Dodgers of Los Angeles, did not make the World Series. Do you know how many times a team over 110 wins has never made the World Series? Never, Van. It's zero never. times hey. until the Dodgers. Hey. Until now. Thanks, thanks, fellas. <laughs> thanks for that reminder. Guess what? They're going to win another 100 games this year, and they'll be right back. Yep. Hopefully don't choke again. Jeff Saturday opened his mouth about the new head coaching job in Indianapolis, and he is the orator you thought he was. 
We'll give you a breakdown of that whenever we get back. It's two men on live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee, which are at right here until 6 o'clock tonight at the 4th Street location. Come make a donation at that location. 10% off if you bring a high-necessity item, including socks and underwears, unopened, of course. Take a social media post with it, and you get 25% off your purchase. So thank you for being a part of that if you are a part of that. Tomorrow, lunchtime, boys, over at the 669ers. Everyone's aware of that as well. Monday is now the 669ers open. Go down there and check them out first thing of the week. Set your week off right. And then where we get to the weekend van, that's New Mexico's vodka. Tell her vodka. And then Monday nights, I'm playing your whole week, friend of the show. That's over at Howie Sports page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come watch Monday Night Football with your boys. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. Hey, sports animal. The Road Scholar Jeff Saturday said today, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I'm no good. No way. I may be really good at, but I dang sure ain't going back down. What? Jeff. Cool story, bro. Jeff, you had a lot of time to prepare something. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Jeff, you could have prepared a lot of things here. I used to be in a band. People either loved us, hated us, or thought we were okay. That's very correct. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is going to sound weird. That's like the most affluent thing I've heard from the Colts in like a month. God, you're not wrong. Hmm. Do you see what else they don't make no no. What else? Oh no, I thought this was the one you were going to say. He told give it to me. He told the team, "You've got to earn your place here." He did not do that. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) He didn't even earn his place as the head coach of the football team. Don't matter. I think he. I think Jeff Saturday would be a better fit as the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I'm with you. (laughs) He's good for one thing. Spokesperson for Just for Men. That's the only thing he's good for. He's very good at that, actually. Jim Irsay earlier today is like, the the Indianapolis coats don't tank. And then Jeff Saturday was like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I am so excited for this. This is must-see TV to me. A guy who's never coached before is the head coach of a football team because he used to snap the ball to Peyton Manning. And and then now their offensive coordinator has never called a play before. And he got the job because I don't know reasons. Hold on, Robert. Are you seeing these same parallels that I'm seeing with Van right now? What's that? Okay. It's the exact same professional story for you. You became a talk show host because you like talk shows. You didn't have the resume to get prime drive time in a top 40 media market like Albuquerque, New Mexico. You are the Jeff Saturday of radio. Well, hold on. First off, I did it in high school and college. So did Jeff. And I am Uh-oh. just a wealth of talent and experience. That's well, what's up. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach thinking – how Jeff Saturday you actually are. Well, I have a red beard. <laughs> <laughs> he could cosplay the pirate black beard. That's a big difference right there. This is incredible to me. You should be the president of the fan club. 
Well, that's not fair, and it's not a great comparison. Also, you hired Robert to be the new producer, and he has just as much of experience as the new offensive coordinator for the Colts. I'm the Jim Irsay here. What is going on? My God. I do see parallels. Boys. At least we're number one, and they're not. This Boys. (laughs) How did I become Jim Irsay? I I don't know if you want to be him, man. No, he's the worst one. (laughs) You know – you're more of a Cronky, really, Fred. I think you got more Stan Cronky vibes for sure. How have you and Jeff Saturday both forced Gump your way through all of these opportunities in your lives and now bring Robert into the mix as offensive coordinator junior or whatever this guy's name is? Man, I see a lot of parallels. I'm we, seeing it. Wait, wait. We saw one last night, Herschel Walker. <laughs> I mean, that's going to end up being a runoff, right? I mean, it's it is. crazy. Like 4,000 votes difference. He just backed his way into that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's the world. Hey, it. that's the world we live in now. Are you guys familiar with runoff elections? Yeah. Yes. So I think it's on the 4th, right? December the 4th? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's on December the 4th. And what it basically comes down to is those 2,000 people who wasted their votes voting independent. Now they get to decide. They have to yep. decide. <laughs> or unless a bunch of people change their mind. Well, that's it, because you could get a lot of people to come out and be like, oh, my bad. I was like, hold on. Yeah. That Herschel Walker? Yeah, I need to actually. <laughs> I, just, I just clicked the red box. I didn't know it was for Herschel Walker. <laughs> What's the other cat's name? Yes. Warnock. Yeah, Warnock. <laughs> so you know what we're about to get, though? Because, like, Georgia was like, we're in the clear. No more political ads. TV safe. You were about to get Stacey Abrams on every channel uh-huh. telling you to vote Warnock so hard. Yeah. And she can like, listen, you guys let me down, but I'm not mad at you because I'm your mom and I love you. But I mean, I'm disappointed. You, <laughs> can't, you can't make this up, though. Warnock is in a Georgia runoff against Herschel Walker. <laughs> runoff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> As you guys, the two biggest Colts fans I know. As you guys sit here and look at the world of politics and professional opportunity, realizing just how privileged you both are. Are you taking a moment to just, like, soak it all in and just, like, enjoy it from the advantage you have in life over so many others like me who's worked really hard to get here? I'm just, I'm just bummed for Stacey Abrams. That's, <laughs> that's my big takeaway. I, I was just going to answer that absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, should just gosh. do a promotions. Indianapolis Colts should do a promotions where one lucky fan wins the chance to call the plays for an entire game. That's not how they did it yeah, already? That's no, but, but I'm talking about someone who has no clue, not even Madden, nothing. Like when, like when uh, Oprah Winfrey coached the Knicks? Not Oprah, Whoopi Goldberg? Whoopi. When Whoopi Goldberg coached the Knicks? Yes. This is what you're thinking of? Yes. That, are you talking about Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit? Uh, I'm thinking about <laughs> Sister Act 3, Backcourt Violation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, like, universities do for, like, fundraisers and stuff when yeah. they do, like, auctions. They'd yeah. be like, hey, you can pick the first play of the game. No, nah, I'm talking about the whole game. Punt. Entire game. <laughs> <laughs> Punt. It's fourth and 50. What should we do? <laughs> you get the opening kickoff, right? The opening kickoff. And they're like, all right, we auctioned off the first play of the game. and they open, But you don't tell them beforehand. You don't let them practice or anything. It's uh-huh. like a gender reveal. <laughs> 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 You're like, You're like, oh, okay, it's 
but, uh, but whatever it is, whatever. The, I don't know how to say the cadence of a play. I've never played football. But then, but then you go out there, and the, and the running back's like, "Why am I the quarterback? <laughs> like, who drew this up?" Steve did. I was very oppo the Indianapolis Colts and his decision to go with Jeff Saturday and little Jeff Saturday. But now, as I see the parallels between you two and they two, and my parallel to Jim Irsay, I'm not the biggest Colts fan on the planet. I just want it to be an absolute disaster. It's our sister organization. I don't know why you're saying this. I think he I, – I can't wait till like, Jeff Saturday, like, walks up to somebody and be like, that's a penalty, right? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm asking. Was That was a penalty. <laughs> well – He walks into the building, and he's like, put me in, coach. And everyone's like, you're – you're the coach, Jeff. You are the coach. Stop saying put me in, coach. Well, after listening to Fred's logic, I want him to go undefeated <laughs> so I can coach my Chargers next year. Not that far <laughs> off, actually. That's super crazy. He just goes up to everyone dressed in black and white. It's like, oh, how could you do that? He's like, the stripes are horizontal. Mm-hmm. This is just a shirt, Jeff. You know what it's like, too, when offensive linemen take over as head coach? Like Mike Tice is a really good example. Your offense just sucks. <laughs> where you're like, we battle for these yards out here, three yards in cloud of dust, and if we're we're on this side of the field with mm-hmm. forget fourth downs, we're kicking field goal. points are points are more important than uh, field goals. More important. and you're like, what? please shut up. <laughs> well, he literally said that today. He's he like, did I'm, not. He's no, like, I'm never going for it on fourth down. Shut up. What? He's like, I'm in the trenches. I know how valuable points are. They're so Wait a minute. dumb. So I thought Ursay. That was the reason why he wanted Jeff Saturday, because he said these coaches are too afraid. He should have signed Antonio Brown. Oh. There you go. That's You're going to lose I'm, anyways. That's what why I'm talking lo- about. Lose with a little Shazam. Lose with a little excitement. A little pizzazz? Yeah. A little hit him with the razzle-dazzle? I'm into that. Mm. Oh, that's They start warming TV. up like the replacements. Must-see TV. But no. And now Antonio Brown's like, listen, I, guys, I can't take your call. I'm dating Tom Brady's ex-wife. <laughs> what? Wasn't uh, For reasons. The Colts were hard knocks last year, right, during the season, weren't they? I believe so. Uh, I've, I've obviously never watched during the season hard Yeah, they, they have a hard knocks that goes – that starts when the season starts or it's like in the middle. And it shows they need yeah. to do. I that think Arizona now. one's supposed to be Arizona this year. D- isn't didn't it come out yesterday? It might have. Ooh, I don't know. They definitely need to do I'll this again right with now. the Colts. I need to see the behind the scenes of this. All right, hold on, I'm pulling it out for you right now. Let's see. Give me a little filler van. I, I mean, he doesn't have any idea what he's doing. I think the in front of this, the actual scenes are going to be the behind the scenes. I mean, today, I mean, with the quote we started off yeah. with, he's like, oh, I might not do good, but I might not do bad either, but I'm going to try. <laughs> That's the best you could do? That's the best you could do. Oh, when he wins a game, right. he's going to go crazy. So it's today. The first episode of Hard Knocks Arizona Cardinals is today. Mm. So you can watch that tonight if you're one of the two – Arizona Cardinals fans. After Jeff's first press conference, he's like, the boys went out there, played really hard. I mean, you're going to go out there, you're either going to win the game or you're going to lose the game. What what was that? 
What? Oh, also you can tie. You <laughs> yeah. can tie the game mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's uh, there's another option. Now on offense, what we might try to do is pass. Strong equal consideration to run. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Jeff, you have anything? Let's say hypothetically, we don't get the needed yardage. We can also punt in that situation. <laughs> now worst case scenario here, we turn it over. And that won't be the offensive line's fault. <laughs> like, yeah, he'll always have their back. Really control. Oh, always. He's going to have not their a back. math guy. Oh. Not a math guy, but if we get close enough, there's a guy on our team who can kick the ball that way into the uppity things. Also, like <laughs> kickers are all-time leading uppity things. Are all-time like leading scores in at everything, right? Right. Every yeah. all yeah. the most leading points are all mm-hmm. kickers. Yes. He's like, I played with. Adam Benatari. I believe every kicker out there is as good as Adam Benatari. And you're like, that is – you're playing the Eagles. You're about to get stomped yes. by 40 points, Jeff. That's going to be rough. It will not be close. Be rough. Do, do not rely on the fake leg of imitation Adam Benatari. He's going to beat the Raiders, and there's going to be a different conversation for a couple days yep. until he loses by 80 to the Eagles. It'll be this. Like, they'll win. They'll beat the Raiders, right? They'll win this weekend. And he'll go to the press conference and he'll go, you think I was afraid of the Raiders? Did I look afraid whenever I was yelling at at Peyton Manning? And he'll bring that up a (laughs) hundred times. Like, they'll be like, yes, no, we remember that one highlight of you arguing with Peyton Manning. The only input he had all week is to tell the quarterback, Sam Ellinger, look, buddy, say Omaha a bunch. It worked in the past. (laughs) I think it's going to go real well. Sam, I'm going to give you a phone number to a guy. He's pretty good. You ask him any question you want, and then afterwards you tell me your billable hours. He's like, well, I'm a, he's like, I'm an exempt employee, Coach. I don't, I don't have to give you billable hours. This is this uh, this Peyton guy, I, I played with him before. He's got a real football mind, and I mean that literally. Look at his head. It looks like, <laughs> looks like an actual football. I've noticed, I've noticed many of you have showed up to work today without an actual lunch pail. <laughs> now, that is a thing to me that is very important oh as an offensive gosh. lineman. Please go buy lunch pails. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know how those dudes are, yep. man. Boys, if you look in your lockers, I provided all of you with bootstraps. <laughs> so, what I first thing I want you to do is pull them up or mm-hmm. something. All right, everyone, everyone, hands in the middle here. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag. What? We're not breaking down to the oh, Pledge oh, of oh Allegiance. My gosh. Hey. Hey, everybody, put, get, get your hands in here. Get your ha- Guys, have you not heard of lotion? <laughs> oh, my God. White, white knuckles, boys. I know he's coming. <laughs> I, I think you stole that from Invincible. That's not, that's not an actual thing. And here's our special guest speaker, Bob Golick. What? The, stop it, oh, Jeff. Oh. Stop bringing in these people. A lot of people think I'm an idiot, boys. But let me tell you something I do know. They call us the center because we're right in the middle. <laughs> Call me an idiot now. <laughs> now, in my hometown, boys, and in a lot of your hometowns, there's a street named after me. That's Center Street. But <laughs> you're not the only sinner, Jeff. You, no one's ha- naming that after you. I would hate to be in that locker room right now. Especially if you're a receiver. Just looking at each other. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if you're a receiver. Looking at each other like... Your career's over if you're a receiver. Yeah. You're a receiver like Reggie. Hey, Coach Reggie. Yeah. Is he that dumb? 
Mm-hmm. Why does he's he gonna do a, something weird? Yeah, 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 he's gonna have him pancake blocking out there. That's what is gonna happen. It's gonna be stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he'll be like, it, and you, you remember hearing that story about Russell Wilson the other day doing high knees on oh, his flight to London or whatever? Oh gosh, you're gonna end up with weird stuff like that where they're gonna be flying to Vegas. And he's going to have, like, a wide receiver up in the aisle, like, showing him how to, like, like put on these pads. I'm going to lock you up. And he's like, what are you – this is not the culture, weird <laughs> offensive lineman. I want to listen to the new Kenny Lattimore album. Hey, Michael Pittman Jr., come here. Take a snap from me. I still got it, brother. <laughs> put your hands right on my butt cheeks. Watch this. You ran a little quarterback over there at Ohio State, right? <laughs> no, Coach, did you, did you even look at my – No, they throw me the ball. Do you even they know throw, who I am? They throw it to me, and then I catch it. That's the thing. Halfway through, you got to learn everyone's name and stuff. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Hate everything about it. Grab a break. When we get back, left just less Jeff Saturday talk. It's two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Okay, I got the latest numbers. All right. Okay. I believe this is sports adjacent. All right. By the way, R.I.P. Lauren Bobert. So, Herschel Walker is chasing. Raphael Warnock by, like, 40,000 votes. Is oh, that, by 40,000 votes. Is that what you see, Van? He's not chasing him, like, on his feet because he'll probably catch him because he's a running back, not well, a politician. Well, most of his speed, though, is from running from the law. Really? I don't know. He just I recently learned he's a pretty bad person. Yeah. yeah. So because Warnock is not going to get to 50%, it's going to end up being a runoff. It's going to be a runoff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a runoff. Yeah. Is 100% of it, is it counted already or they don't know? I don't uh, know. Last time I saw it wasn't, but they were leaning Look, uh, heavily towards. Left. Yeah, the top left. Top say, left, top left in that gray bar. Reporting. I don't know if I see it. Go down. Okay, so 98. 98%. So with 98%, not is Ralph Warnock going to over the next 2%, get a 100 of that. But if he were to get – nah, he can't do it. It just can't be Mm-mm. done because no. it won't go that close. So it'll be a runoff no matter what. Well, there you go. There you go. December the Athletes 6th. in politics. Yep. There have been some good athletes in politics. Name 12. Okay. <laughs> George Bush Jr., was a college athlete. He was a college cheerleader. Counts. Okay. You don't think that counts? Um, sure. Mm. That's that's athletic. It's an mm. athletic endeavor. Nah, man. It's an athletic endeavor. Bill Bradley. There we go. That's who I first think of. Okay. All right. Going to be honest. Way more than I thought. There's a bunch of them. Also, yeah. going to be honest. I don't know any of these people. Like as athletes or as politicians? As athletes. There's a bunch of them. Well, okay, there's some Jack names. Kemp. Yeah, Jack Kemp. Steve Largent. Yeah. Obama could hoop. Does That's that count? It. That I, is it. We're, we're tripping. No, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. John Runyon. Gerald Ford played at the University of Michigan. We're missing another one. We met him at the Super Bowl, Kevin Johnson. Oh, mayor, mayor, of, mayor of Sacramento. I think it ran off in disgrace. Uh, are wrestlers? Yes, you got, you yes, got, they Vin, are. You got Ventura. Yep, obviously. Yep. That to me, he's second behind Bill ba- Bill Bradley. Well, Steve Largent was a U.S. representative. 
And he was the GOAT until Jerry Rice. A lot of people believe that he was the GOAT before Jerry Rice. Yes. Yes. A lot of white people. (laughs) Tom Osborne. There's so many. Yeah, Jim Runyon. He's a U.S. representative in Kansas. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's a big one. There yeah, that's go. probably the biggest that's one. That's the biggest one. Weightlifter. I got, yeah, that's totally an athlete. It goes like this. Gerald Ford, number one. Yeah. Number two, probably Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, Arnold yep. No, Arnold. Yeah. Number three, Jesse the Body Ventura. Yes. Okay. Both in Predator. Yes. Oh, you're ma- okay, you're making an excellent point. Yep. Because now so, we're talking about actors who are in politics. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan would be number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Donald Trump, he'd be on the list. Yes. Is he an actor? He was an actor. Yeah. In a TV show? You see Home Alone 2? I thought that was like a documentary. No. Okay, Home Alone 2, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah, he acted in that. He was in a bunch of little movies, like cameos. He did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. The Apprentice is a TV show. He acted in that. I'll tell you what. If we're going by rap lyrics, Donald Trump's probably number one politician. According to Max Miller? He is in a lot of rap lyrics. All time. He's probably been referenced more than anybody in rap lyrics. Like politicians? Good and bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the number one politician referenced in rap lyrics? Oh, we got to think about who's number two because it's Trump number one easy. He's Mm. been been a hip-hop reference since the 80s. Yeah. And it was very positive through the 80s up through the 90s. Pockets Donald Trump, right. Then it started changing a little bit. Reagan? I'm trying to – so, I mean, Reagan was before rap, though. Yeah, but that's back when it was conscious and, you know, they had a lot of bad stuff to say about him. Killer Killer Mike had an amazing song called Reagan. I feel like Bill Clinton gets a lot of love. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, Yeah, Clinton. The the real – the real first black president, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> also, I think there's like adjacent to politics. Like president, because like, I guess Hillary's not really in there in that way. All right, so I'll, all right, I'll go Donald Trump and rap lyrics. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. But even though he was president, I don't think, I think Ronald Reagan was a better actor. So he would be number one, an actor to politician Actor, and then performer Arnold would be number two again which puts Arnold in two categories yes of athlete to politician and actor to politician yes yes and yes oh mm-hmm. good for yeah. Arnold hey Arnold would be the president if it wasn't for that one clause Santa? Uh, I, I, to, mm-hmm. I have yeah. a politician I Starting know was rapped about a lot I'm ready okay. David Duke oh, <laughs> oh I know. yes I remember the lyrics about him Coming up Did when he I ball? was a kid. Nah, he didn't. <laughs> Did he ball? ball? <laughs> <laughs> Did he ball? Could he go? Grab <laughs> one over. we get back. More two men on live from Mexico Pinion Coffee. you got about 15 minutes to bring your donation down. What we need is new socks, new, new socks. underwears. New get discounts on your coffees. Hurry up. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Ooh, we. Write this one down, Robert. Getting me pumped. Got you. The Anglo in me got me going. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio as we are at New Mexico Pinion Coffee for 
10 more short minutes, and uh, then Robert and Fred will take over from the studio in the last hour. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we have lunch at 66 Diner, including Mondays now. Yeah, more options to have lunch at the diner. Give me all that you got. Mondays are for the boys at Howie Sports Page on the corner of Montgomery and Tramway. And the weekends, that's for New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka. World Series ratings, Mm. especially for Game 6, were the second lowest in the modern era, Robert. Yes. Since the year 2000, it's the second lowest. The only Game 6, the only deciding game that was lower than the Phillies-Astros clinching game was the COVID year. Yes. That's not good. Not at all. Do you think, Do you think, Robert, this is indicative of what's been happening in baseball where it's slowly losing to other rising sports? Or do you think there's other factors involved in the bad numbers from game six? I'll tell you the reason why I didn't watch. And I think it's across the board. The Dodgers weren't in it? No, not even that. <laughs> it's Baseball does not market their stars well at all. They don't. They don't. And, and this World Series should have been a must-see. You had a no-hitter. You had the, the, the game with the five home runs, great defensive catches, timely hitting. Just nobody cares because a lot of the fans – casual fans because those are the people you want you want the casual fans just like the super bowl or the nba playoffs or or the nba finals you have to have the names baseball does not do that they don't do that well at all yeah i think that's a big contributing factor uh that they don't support the young superstars they started to turn a corner a couple years ago and they started pumping up uh ron acuna jr uh fernando tatis jr Juan Soto, some of these young guys, and then boom, Acuna Jr.'s out for a year. Yes. Next season, boom, Tatis Jr.'s out for a year because of a steroid controversy. Boom, Juan Soto gets traded. Uh, it's, it's not a good look for MLB, but I think no. there's some other factors leading to it. For example, game four, the no-hitter game, it was the most watched of the whole series. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people started watching – towards the end obviously because there was a no hitter being thrown but it was on a wednesday night with no competition there you go except for a few nba games so wednesday night when there's nothing up against it the most people watch the world series and it just so happened to be a no hitter and then the very next game game five was pretty average viewership on a thursday a close game which compares to 2018 when it was uh, the Red Sox. Um, But then it just falls off the face of the earth in game six. It's literally the worst, uh, second worst viewing since the year 2000. Yeah. Baseball should be slowly growing. I don't know if you know this, Robert, but humans keep having sex and humans keep having babies, and there's more people on earth than there was before. So these numbers, <laughs> even by sake of more human beings being born, should at least 
slowly go up. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not the case. Do you think the teams had something to do with it? Go ahead. Do you think the teams had something to do with it? Because I think a lot of people looked at the Phillies getting in there, not being the team that a lot of people thought would make the World Series, and then they face Houston. So I think a lot of people was like, oh, this is a foregone conclusion. This won't even be close, even though that's not what the individual game showed. Yeah, I think the two teams being in it were obviously a part of it. I mean, Philly has a very passionate fan base, but they don't have a national following. Right. Same thing with the Astros. Astros have a very, very passionate fan base and then not a national following. So I think the only people that were watching were obviously hardcore Phillies and Astros fans and then, of course, hardcore baseball just the sport of baseball fans who weren't gonna miss the world series anyways but you don't like you said you don't draw in the casual viewer there's no giant halftime show no one looks forward to the commercials so i think this unless you get like uh yankees dodgers new york la or like yankees mets uh subway series unless you get some giant matchups like this this is what's to be expected from World Series viewership. And let me tell you another big problem with why Game 6 didn't set any records for viewership or even hold up to some of the bigger series in the past. There was friggin' LSU Alabama. Yeah. There was friggin' Notre Dame Clemson. Mm-hmm. There was Tennessee Georgia. Like we, we watched the second half of the game from Buffalo Wild Wings, shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings, 505-246-0610. If you'd like to be sponsored by uh, Two Men On, let's talk shop. Anyways, so we show up to Buffalo Wild Wings, and there are wildly more college football fans there yeah. than World Series fans. You know me, Game 6, Mattress Mac, throughout the first pitch, and I got my Mattress Mac cosplay. I got my white button-up underneath my Astros jersey. It's uh, tucked into my pants, which is a huge fashion faux pas. Everybody knows that. And then not only was it tucked in, I had a nice big Texas belt buckle too. And I was the only one dressed up either for the Astros or the Phillies. There's a couple Bregman jerseys hanging out because we are in Albuquerque. But there was probably 120 people in the bar. And in between, I would say, 10 and 20 were there for the baseball game. Mm-hmm. And another 100 are there for LSU Alabama. Well, there you have it. They, there's no way they can go head-to-head with that. Football will always be king. I know baseball is, is America's pastime. But we know if you put it up against, especially two powerhouse teams in college football, they're, they're not going to come out on top. Um It's a perfect storm of all of that. I think it was the teams, them playing the games when they did with other events going on. All of that is is a big factor in why this is the second lowest ratings. Also, I thought it would be be a little – I get why game six was down. Game four wasn't – game four was up. Game five was kind of normal. Some of the other games uh, were slightly down, but they're mostly normal. But game six, they didn't have a chance going up against uh, LSU Alabama, no. Clemson Notre Dame, uh, Georgia Tennessee. Right. Like, there is no way right. they're going to beat these giant 
college football rivalries. You know what this and that's means? that's kind of the trajectory that baseball's on. Go you know ahead. What it, you know what it means? This just means they have to make sure Shohei Otani is in the World Series next year. Oh, my God, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> they got to offset these poor ratings, get Otani in the World Series for next year, and have a whole country just tuned in. All well, I hate them. to I hate to break I hate to break it to you America, but uh the Astros are the favorite to go right back <laughs> and do it again. Uh, hopefully it's not against Philadelphia. Yeah. Maybe it'll be against the Dodgers or I mean the numbers were good when it was Astros Yankees, but every game the Astros won, the ratings went down too. I kind of thought there would be for casual sports fan, there would be some Astros hate that would pump up the numbers. Like, your casual NASCAR fan doesn't watch to see Dale Jr. or Bubba or whoever. Yeah. They want they want to see a friggin' wreck. Yeah. Just like casual sports fan would rather see the Astros lose. They don't care if it's, like, great baseball. They don't care if it's, you know, compelling storylines from a series. They want to see the Astros lose. Right. I'm, I'm with you on that. Well, I thought – I would if you would have – asked me would this been a a low rated world series before it started i would have said no absolutely not just because of the the cinderella story of philadelphia and then the fact that so many people do hate houston like you said yeah, the I mean, hate, that's what the I hate drives too. a lot of viewership a hundred percent yeah i mean that's exactly what i would have thought as well uh we're gonna go to a break real quick when we get back you get another hour of Robert Buck D. Gibson and Fred Slow are going to be live from the KNML studio. Uh, we're shutting it down here at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Thanks for all the donations today. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for the callers and texters. Uh, we really appreciate the support. When you get back an hour straight of Fred Slow and Robert Buck D. Gibson, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Throughout the course of a day, Robert, I Google some weird stuff. I might rival you in that. You up there, too? Yeah. Today I had to Google what a penal colony was. Yep. I told you I might rival you in that. I did the same, same thing, thing earlier today. Yep. So obviously this is because of the story today, which is kind of all the outlets, so whatever outlet you prefer. But Brittany Griner has been placed in a penal colony? Yes. Which is a settlement used to exile prisoners and separate them from the general population by putting them in a remote location, often an island or distant colonial territory? Yes. What? Gets worse. Give it to me. It was these camps, that's what they call them, prison camps, expanded across the region during Joseph Stalling's rule. In the 20th century, Joseph's whenever Joseph Stalin's name is attached to any type of prison encampment, it can't not be good. good, not good, at not all. good. Also, if you're a friend of this show, 505-246-0610, and you're one of those do the crime, do the time dudes, miss the rest of this show yeah, it ain't forever. It's not going to be good for you. This sucks. This is horrible. If you have an opinion right now in your life where you're like, hey, you know what You know what having weed should get you? A Siberian penal colony. <laughs> Miss this show. 
Also, keep in mind, this is the country that's genociding Ukrainians right now. Yep. Figure it out. So Brittany Griner, nine years for less than a gram of hash. Not even hash. like No. Hashish oil. Oil. Yep. Do you know what a gulag is? Don't sound good. It's like being like a per, like. For I guess first of all, do you think it's going to end up being nine years? There's no way, right? There's no way. It's too ridiculous to think. Yes, Man. something big's got to happen because they're not budging. The Gulag, government agency in charge of the Soviet network of forced labor camps under Lenin. Ooh. Oh man, reaching its peak during Stalin. Ooh. I don't like it. I do not like it. I'm reading some of the previous prisoners that's been there. All right. Their experiences. So it's 50 to 60 people slept in one room, each with a small amount of living space. You get up at 6 in the morning. You go to the courtyard nearby and listen to the national anthem of Russia. Every day, the anthem of the Russian Federation. You cannot write. You cannot read. And all you have to do, all you can do is watch Russian federal channels. Oh, my goodness. Is it labor, too? Yeah, labor as well. Can I say something real honest right here? What's up? On this program, to our friends of the show, to you. This ain't about weed. This is about being a gay black American woman. Mm. How crazy is that? Man. Hey, you look at yesterday, all these elections, everything going on in the country. There's a bunch of stuff. It's very important. Uh, Hashtag uh, red wave goodbye. We don't realize how just like good we have it. Oh man! Oh my gosh! And the stuff that we complain about, crazy. Mm-hmm. There's someone listening to this show right now. There's a friend of the show right now who just smoked a bowl. Listening right now. Nine years gulag. What man? But then a bunch of people, a bunch of edge lords out there. Psh. Do the crime. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're finding reasons why this is okay in their head. I've heard it all. It's out there too though. Didn't she kneel? <laughs> For real. You being serious right now? Yeah. I'm serious. In the beginning, I think it was tougher to sympathize because there's the war going on, you were already over there. You thought it would be like a slap in the wrist thing. Right. Remember all that merchant of death and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it's not like her arrogance. Arrogance and stupidity is not nine years in a Russian gulag. Remember, I'm, I'm hearing it all. I remember there were people saying, well... She didn't think the national anthem should be played before WNBA games. This is what she gets. This is crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, like this is kind of the opportunity for all those people who are opposite these type. Like everyone who is like very much against this thing. Everyone was like, "Hey, super pro America. Hey, um, everything of that nature." Where am I? Where are you guys at? I see your Instagram videos. I see your predator hats. 
Like if, become a soldier of fortune. Go over to this Russian gulag. Go get Brittany Griner. Be a hero. Not going to work out for you. Mm-mm. What happens? Like, what has to happen? I'm like you. This cannot just play itself out for nine years. I would agree. And there ain't no jokes about it either. No. You know, she's got at home family. Did you know they didn't even know that she was being put in the colony yet? They told her she would be put in a penal colony later, at a later date. Now they don't even know where she's at. They well, of course know, they don't. Yeah, they just know she's in a penal colony. That's it. Man. That's scary. Also, I don't know enough about penal colonies to be like, hey, this one's for boys. This one's for girls. This one's for oh, what? I don't know anything oh. about that. I haven't read anything on it either. Not to get overly political, but someone got to go in, right? Like, you feel like the United States of America, who's got officials, who's got ambassadors, who has representation, figure this thing out. Here's the messed up part. This will be politicized if it hasn't already been done. You're right. But it's going to get more intense with election time coming up again. Somebody's going to latch onto this, and that's going. they're going to hang their hat on, we got to bring Britney home. Hey, low-key, I'm about whoever does that. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen. Like, I'm not above it either, but it's, it's going to be sleazy, but at least she's here. In the beginning, when I didn't understand the severity of the situation, when I was like, oh, man, you're going to spend, you know, three months in court and you're going to pay a fine and, yeah. and that sucks. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, cool, you come back and get a cool sponsorship and play for the Phoenix Mercury. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. No. Mm-mm. Super weird. They doubled down big time. Are we coming up on a year on this thing? It will be. I didn't take this seriously when it first hit. No, I didn't either. And it's moved very fast. Yeah. And the narrative has moved fast, too. It's it's one of those, like, weird media, like, battles. It's like a war of, of, like, the information and how obtainable it is and who gets it there. There's a lot of resources being put into telling you about this versus being put into getting rid of it. Right. And by, I don't mean getting rid of making the story disappear. I mean making the situation disappear. This whole thing sucks. Yeah, February. February 17th will be a year. That's like five minutes from now. Yeah. And we're talking about, and people forgetting this part, she's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, because it's hard in the moment. I'm looking at her, all of her accolades. It's long. I'm scrolling for a little bit. She got the numbers. Numbers, Olympic gold medals, World Cup. From McDonald's All-American in high school, everything after that, she's won. Turn Baylor upside down. Yep. If you're not familiar with kind of like all the administration front office stuff associated with her and her time there, that place was crazy. You know, I like I have a, I'm an athletic director. I have a job title for New Mexico Highlands University. 
Do you know how much weird stuff goes on there? None. Like, we have stand-up student-athletes. We have stand-up teachers. We have stand-up leadership. Because the right people are in there. You put people in there that don't care, that want to do the wrong... It's easy. It's Mm -hmm. easy to make that culture. You know how quick I'd whistleblow on that? I'm that guy. Yeah. Oh, some hey, something that's not in the best interest of student-athletes? Well, because guess what? If you don't, then you're a part of it. You're a part of it. Exactly. I'm not about it. Not about it at all. Got a much lighter NFL story when we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Little in broadcast update. My New Mexico Highlands Cowgirls basketball team is on the road in New Mexico State. 18-10, Aggies out in front late in the first quarter. Good start for both squads, though. Cowgirls look solid. Gatorade Player of the Year, Aragon, looking like a player early for the Cowgirls, my dude. It's about how quick it's – about, it's about gelling, man. Yeah. Juliana Aragon, who went to Burnley, Ohio, and, and if you follow athletics here in the state, high school athletics. And by the way, like I've – like, like I've just shagged a lot of rebounds for her. She's just like a super mm-hmm. nice young student athlete playing point as a true freshman in her first game ever is down at the Pan Am. Are you kidding me? Okay. No pressure. Okay. Hit the ground running. Highland's looking the part, though. Aggie's on the front by eight early. It's going to be a heck of a season for Mexico State. I can promise you that. they got athletes all over the place, and Highlands has an opportunity in the RMAC. So a little bit of basketball update there for you. You watch a lot of women's basketball. This will kind of be your first real heavy year of it, yeah, right? Yeah, this will be my first heavy, heavy year. I tell you what, yeah. dude, I love it. I got a, I got a, a little taste last year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, full steam ahead. Well, what's neat about the Division Two is they do double headers, so you get oh yeah, yeah. So it's like Friday night, you get the women's game at five, you get the men's game at seven. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get two games. Yeah, this is a good night. D1's different. They do their own thing. I get it. They can. You know, we carry the women, lo- the Lady Lobos here on, on this channel. J.J. Buck, voice of them. He's very good. Football's going to Germany again, okay? So the Seahawks and the Bucks are playing in Munich, which is in Germany. Okay. And in this arena they're playing in, have they been here before? Well, have, have they? they? Have they? Dog. Have they it, they played in, we've had an NFL in Germany before? NFL Europe was so popular in Germany. Oh, that's right. Five of the nine teams in NFL Europe, NFL Europe are in Germany. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I meant real NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I should have reiterated that. NFL, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't like. I mean, it. It's so popular over there. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it would be the opposite. They have not been in this iteration. I know I didn't answer your question. I was just poking fun. But you thought it'd be the opposite. You thought it'd be all soccer. No, I just I would have thought they would have been like ah, oh, all these pads and helmets and blah. That's the total opposite. They love it. 
Also, I never believe any of these numbers because it says 3 million ticket requests for the Sunday game. Only 67,000 people can go. That's crazy. But we know how, like, all these scalper bots and Mm -hmm. stuff work now. That's not real. That's not real. Wow. Three million. That's what I'm saying. Because I don't know the venue. I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus. But it's, they're not ready for this kind of traffic. No. Like, I don't care what if it is Ticketmaster. No. What's the Germany uh, version of Ticketmaster? Uh, the two dots over the E. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Ticket Mooster. <laughs> Mooster. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like 30 seconds. You know, whenever like you're watching a website and the countdown's oh. on there for tickets. You and I don't super do this for industry, no. but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. friend of the show. Yeah. And it's like. Hey, there's 67,000 tickets. You're number 60,000 in line. You're like, cool. And then it turns out everyone can buy six. And you're like, oh, oh, no. I'm not going to make it. Out of there. I guess you just go to all the countries at this point, right? Might as well. Because it's all about the dollars. Netherlands, Denmark, Poland, mm-hmm. Ireland. You know what comes next. Austria, Sweden. You know Sweden, what comes next. Ukraine. They get football teams. Oh, okay. They'll make it happen. You think they're going to get like a D-League, like a little developmental league, like an NFL Euro? Oh, they already did that. A real live NFL team. In the league. In the league. Nah. They got to do two, though. No? What is the most you can go towards America? Portugal? Towards America? Yeah, like time-wise. I guess Uh, London would be similar. London. You could put a team in London then. You can. Because that's only three hours from New York. Yeah. London, you could do it. Now, they only play their home games there, though, right? Because, well, obviously, let me rephrase that. That sounded stupid. You don't hang out there otherwise. Yeah, you just go to play the game, and everything else is done over here. Yeah, it's in Newark. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Using the facilities at uh, Hartford University because they're not D1 anymore. (laughs) Fly across, fly across the drink. That's it's gonna happen. You you gotta you gotta. There's gonna be a team in Mexico because remember that was big. They would take the AFC West would be the Raiders or the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Go down in um, Mexico City and play. They're, that was huge. And then they're gonna have a team in London. Once scarcity goes away, though, because these tickets are going for like five hundred bones. So once scarcity goes away, is there still – yeah, actually, we get season ticket buyers. Yep. It's just different. It's something different. It, yeah, it hits different. Yeah. How is the NFL so good at, at spreading the plague that is the NFL all around the globe? Man, juggernaut. Mexico City would have that squad. Oh, yeah. And then you'd have the Latino fan base in the United mm-hmm. States of America? Mm-hmm. Yep. For a long time, I thought that wouldn't happen. I thought it was because of Al Davis, and I thought that was because of Jerry Jones. Because I thought these two teams, the Raiders and the Cowboys, they weren't going to let a team go into Mexico City because their fan bases are so predominantly yes. Latin, fill in the whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, Jerry's not – I mean, Al's not there anymore. Nope. I guess Jerry is still arguing. I mean, I don't know. 
But is he if he's like, hey, I'll get a split of it in. I think Jerry Jones is a dude who's proud of his fan base, though. Like, I think not yeah. necessarily every NFL team is like, hey, it's a big deal. We're an NFL team. But I think oh, I would be in it for the money. It's I mean, the money, it's man. It's the money. That's what it is. All the other stuff, blah, blah, blah. What's, what's the bottom line looking like? You know how big the money and impression is whenever three million people, probably some of them bots, but are willing to pay at minimum $500 on the secondhand market man. to see Geno Smith go against Tom Brady? Now, I do recognize Tom Brady as a draw, yeah. but Geno Smith. Geno Smith, they, they, they have no clue who he is. Are they avid NFL fans over there like that? I mean, what what was my number I gave you? What? Five of the nine? Five of the nine teams in NFL Europe were all in Germany. That, well, I take that back because the, the last game that was played over there, well, it wasn't in Germany, but the one that was the early, early game, it was, what is it, Green Bay and the Giants? Yeah. There was so many other team jerseys just scattered around. Done. Every everybody had on a jersey. Yeah. And of not they weren't of teams that were playing that night. Me and you day. me and you go to like a game over in Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. Like but like a soccer game, not a football game. Yeah. We're showing up wearing like Notre Dame kits. <laughs> we don't know. No clue. Like you show up to meet me at the airport, you're like, hey. Look at this jersey I got you. I'm like, that's yes, it's green, but that's not the that's Notre Dame. That's Manti Teo. It's a Manti Teo jersey. Who loses their team? I guess you just expand. No, you expand. You that's expand why by you have two. to do two. One in London, one in Mexico City. And the only way that works is if everyone has to play a neutral game and the schedule ends up working out perfect, yep. and then you still get these scarcity games. In Madrid or whatever. Now, outside of Mexico City, I can't name a city in Mexico. I know. I'm sorry. Monterey. Where is that? I don't know, but I know it's a city. It's in Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're doing a lot of places. You know, I would like it somewhere with like like an established like military base or something. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's over there in like the... Australia, Pan Asian, Japan, like there's, that'd yeah. be cool. Let's yeah. do that. South America, cool. Nah, they they ain't feeling it. You don't think that show? Nah, they ain't feeling it. There ain't enough football fans in Brazil. No, they're not feeling it. It's Europe. It's Mexico. Yeah, but not even all Europe. I don't think the Mediterranean part of Europe is. No, a, no they don't yeah. care. No, no. Can you imagine? And I get it. We're a sports show. I get the friends of the show listening are sports fans. If I had the option to spend every day on the rocky beaches of the Mediterranean, south facing off the continent of Europe, eating delicious, fresh grown mm-hmm. tomatoes and breads and drinking wines, or I could watch sports, yeah, 0% chance. This is how we all messed up on Elon Musk. You're telling me you could be spending every day of your life in actual paradise, but you're choosing to tweet? What? Mentally, you yeah. are not there, my dude. There's something behind that. Robert. There's he, a lot behind that. Robert. Yeah. He could be sitting on a cabana, <laughs> no. on, a, on a beach with sand colored, whatever he wants, yes. watching yes. the sunrise and yes. the sunset. Yes. 
was his closest friends, family, and, and possible uh, uh, roulette of lovers. Mm-hmm. And he chooses to fight with Kathy Griffin on Twitter. Jeff Bezos is like, I'm going to buy a football team. No, Jeff. No. Here's what you should do. Nothing. Nothing at all. Stop doing stuff. Just live. Call Giselle. <laughs> hey. Stop. If there's one bad lady out there that is not swayed by cash, it's Giselle. Not even more than she has? No, she don't care. She don't care? She don't care. I believe it. I believe that one. Call Kim K. Oh, yeah. She's coming. Duh. But the problem with her is she wants all this video. Cameras coming, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, won't, mm-hmm. you, won't, you won't get to chill like you want to. Yeah. No, babe, I'm trying to eat monkey brains directly out of this skull. Do not bring the camera out. Also, when I was a kid, I thought that was delicate a delicacy because of Indiana Jones. Really? Are you familiar with this scene? Yes, but mine goes back to Faces of Death. What is Faces of Death? You never saw those? I don't know what that is. So they were basically viral videos before the internet where people died horrible deaths. Like E-bombs world? Yeah. I don't like that. And they had a monkey and they did that. And I was like, oh, these people are too rich for me to be watching this. You're you're like joking, though. No, I'm not. I'm very serious. Very serious. What was the name of the kid from Indiana Jones? Oh. Never knew his name. Yes, you do. No. All I can hear in my head is, Indy. When short rounds, like no time for loving, Doctor. Yeah. Also, is that insensitive now? Oh man, we might have just messed up. Dang. I know oh. the the gal's name was Willie because I remember thinking that's a boy's name. Yeah. It's like I was a little kid. I was oh, like, oh man, you just messed me up. <laughs> My old childhood is messed up. Ah. Uh. Hey, you need some sensitivity, dog. Oh, gosh. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I don't usually just give out a list of things that I was incredibly wrong about. Joe Mixon, whatever. He'll never do that again. Justin Fields, though. Yeah. Justin Fields, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I don't think that's an important award, but I thought he was the worst of all the quarterbacks in the league was my understanding of his existence. That is a very important accolade, especially not just for him, but if you're on the Bears, you don't think of offense at all when you think of the Chicago Bears. Sets a QB record with 178 rushing yards versus the Fens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, pretty good. <laughs> Also had a 106.7 passing rating as well with four touchdowns. Oh, I just lied. I lied. What happened? It's not the all-time record. No, that's uh, Kaepernick, 181. But that was a playoff game. Yeah, so they, they dwindled it down to regular season. Okay, that's still pretty good. Now, to be fair, Dan's not here, so that's all you're going to get. 
<laughs> one of those was a 61-yard touchdown run. Yep. So, I mean, that's going to gonna pump the numbers a little bit. Still, it's quarterback. Is he a little more crazy than I thought he was? What do you mean? Well, there's like two there's two types of dumb, right? Like too dumb to do it and too dumb to know what you're doing is terrifying. And to run it that much in the NFL, you're either fearless or you're a fool. Well, if you look at the history, he's a fool. He's a fool, right? Yes. Look at the history. He is a fool. Because guess what? Now you're going to be running every game because they want this old glory back. You like Walter Payton? Mm-hmm. Nah, it's different. They're going to – no, they're not – I mean, I'm speaking of last week being the old glory. Oh, he can run. They're going to be calling design running, quarterback draws, all this stuff. He's going to be – they're going to – how am I trying to say this? They're going to Cam Newton him out. That's bad. Exactly. That's a bad verb. They're going to Cam Newton him out. Also, Chase Claypool's like, this again? (laughs) Man. What am I here for? Come on, guys. I'm real good, I promise. Mm -hmm. He's going to end up hitting free agency and never really have had a season. And I don't think he's like a dude who you just like missed on entirely. He's just a dude who for I mean, his time with Pittsburgh and now with Chicago where just never got the ball thrown to him. He's a big dude. He's a talented dude. Yeah. We'll see though. I don't I don't see them taking their foot off the gas with these type of plays. With these type of weeks. Justin Fields will be running the ball a lot. A lot or too much? Oh, too much. Yeah, I agree. Too much. Especially now that you got Claypool. Use them. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. Wrapping up the program where we get back. Two men on. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. How long we got left? Like 10 minutes? Yes, sir. All right, so I heard a weird one, and I, I'm i not usually a guy who runs with talking head thing because I'm a talking head thing. Richard Jefferson had an interesting one, okay? So Richard Jefferson does NBA coverage for ESPN. You may remember Richard Jefferson as the guy who was always kind of around when teams were winning. Mm-hmm. Never a huge part. Just there. He's on the Nets. You remember that? Yeah. So Richard Jefferson, who's an out and a sports analyst now, said, quote, I haven't spoke to him, but I feel like him signing that extension was the biggest mistake he made in his career, and I stand by that. You know who he's talking about? Oh, I know. Yeah, right? LeBron James. LeBron. I hadn't given that thought. Okay. I'm giving it some thought. It's messing up the legacy. Because this team is bad. This team is booty. Yes, you cannot be on one of the most historical franchises in NBA history and be historically bad on that franchise in their history. I do hear, though, this. He wants to live in L.A. with his family and be part of that life. Oh, yeah, he got a taste of it. He's, he's, he's there. 
You from L.A.? Yeah, he's there. I get wanting to be in L.A. Especially being who he is. Yeah. Hey, he's from the middle of Ohio. Yeah. It's a whole different planet. I get when head football coaches want to leave Oklahoma to go to USC. Yeah. I super mm-hmm. get it. Yep. But this is the most booty Lakers team I think I have ever seen. Second to worst team in the league right now. It wasn't for the Houston Rockets. I, it's hard to watch. Have you even tried to watch them play? So I've watched two full games. Me too. And I've tuned in to most games, but they're not keeping me. Yeah, because it'll be a game until the other team goes on like a 16-0 run, and you're like, oh, this is over. Yeah. That's that's every game. And then and then you're like, all right, just put in the stopper, Matt Ryan. <laughs> So LeBron is like saying stuff out loud. He's like, "Man, I'm getting old." No, nah, I don't want to hear that. He's saying it. Well, they, if you watch the games, they have a LeBron versus Father Tom commercial every single game. Well, not every game, but every commercial break. I don't watch commercials. Yeah, it's on there. Him and Jason Momoa. I don't want to hear that. He's like, listen, I got an ankle thing. It's going to take time. Oh, man, my team suck. I can't take time. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) He built himself up to be who he is. Now you got to ride out on it. You ready for this quote? What's that? When asked about being scrutinized this year on his play, quote, come on, man. Turned 38 in almost two months. Basically two months. And when you know who you are, to be honest, if you're really truly caring about what people say, that doesn't matter. Is he Joe Biden now? What is this quote? What is that? Let me give you the second half of it again. Oh, gosh. And when you know you are, to be honest, if you're really truly caring about what people say, that doesn't matter. I'm not a guy who is going to belittle people for their speech. I get it. You slip up, soft tongue, all that kind of thing. But he used to be so calculated and calibrated he and is. precise. He is. Right now, he's so discombobulated, he don't know what to say. LeBron went from la precision to to la introspection, and it don't quite make sense to me. Mm-mm. Because it's a lie. That's why. It's a lie. You can't go from I'm top whatever in the yeah. league 20th year, that was the whole narrative coming into the season. Now, 10 games in, now I'm old. Mm-mm, you don't get that luxury. All he's doing is chucking threes. That's it. And I get it. Like, he ain't 20 no more. He don't want to go bang in the middle. He don't want to hang out with the Giants. Or he ain't too small, by the way. But he ain't Reggie. Like, he can't just be out there popping threes. He wants to be Steph Curry so bad because Steph Curry is still in his prime and can score and do what he does. He wants that. He wants to prove I can do that too, and that's never been his game. Do you know what he has to do to prove that? Go for 30-plus tonight, hit the game winner winner over the Clips, 
and then you're going to get all of the internet saying, what do you mean this man's not a top five MVP candidate? Yes. It takes out one. 20 years still doing Duh. it. Duh. But that's not going to happen. Clippers are going to blow them out. You think? They're going to blow them out. Yeah, until you, you know how many memes you're going to see of, of crying Jordan face on Clippers and, and then a different meme of game-winning shots that LeBron hit versus Michael and his heyday, blah, 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 this and that. Because that's all it takes for LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers. Get one. I, hey, I, I literally thought when Ryan hit that one from the corner the other day. Oh, you thought it was starting something. I thought that was it. No. I, they tricked me. <laughs> no. They are going to be historically bad when it comes to Laker teams. I don't know. Like, I recognize that you hate LeBron and you love the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I recognize that you have the, the mind of a child. Okay. And you're like, well, I've hated them for two decades. I might as well keep hating them. It's crazy. He's been in the league 20 years. 20 years. For 20 years, people have been like, hey, LeBron, you suck. And now for the first time, he's like, oh, man, I kind of might. <laughs> like, They're not just saying it. I kind of might. It's it's never the he sucked because he obviously doesn't. Even now, he's still the man. But this is what happens when you make it about yourself. We had – the Lakers had a championship team. He ran off people, plugged in people, and that's the reason why they're bad. He's and, never failed as a GM till right now, too. Even when he was with St. Vincent, St. Michael, he was the GM. True. You are making a great point. I never thought about that. Because now he doesn't feel like he's just sucking on the court. He feels like he's in all aspects. He's like, man, these are my guys. I begged them to – well, they didn't beg, but I told them to come here. We can get it. Yeah. I can get you guys rings. Don't worry. Just come on. Patty Bev, take six. No, trust me. The only bad decision LeBron James has ever made is the decision. That one. That one. Not one. Not two. It's a good program today. That's good. Hard working, Fred. I see you, man. Two locations. Going at it. This little radio magic for people. We'll be here tomorrow. We'll be live from New Mexico Highlands on Friday. Got the Lone Star Armat crossover. We'll be up there entertaining the peoples. Final words, brother? I will be at Bourbon and Boots tonight slanging some jokes. Come check it out at 830. What's up? You got like a VIP for me? Or? Hey, come on, man. You are VIP. I got to walk in with you. Hey, that's the truth a little bit. Good job, everyone. GG. We are out.